welcome to the communion service this morning. And um, I trust God to help me to work with time. We have a lot to do. Um, I'm going to charge us for a few minutes thereabouts. And um, we'll pray for the sick. And we will take our communion. I want to first thank Jesus and I want to appreciate Pastor for the privilege to bring God's word to us again. It's always a privilege. And um, I want to also thank the pastorate for the opportunity to share God's word with us. I believe and I hope that our life will definitely shift by the end of this service in the name of Jesus. Please, I want your hearts to be here. Um, if there's anyone you know that is trusting God for healing, there's anyone you know needs a miracle, anyone needs a touch of God, I would like you to reach out to them and tell them to connect to this service because um, Jesus is present to heal all, not some, all. The power of God, let me, let, 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 let me teach you something. The anointing, the way the anointing works, it works like a drug. When you take a drug, when you take a drug into your system, before you take that drug, do you tell the drug, go to my head, or go to my leg, or go to where it's paining me, before you take it? Do you do that? Doctors in the house, do you, when you are prescribing the drug to a patient, do you tell them when they want to take that drug, they will speak over it five times, go to my head, go to my head, go to my head, go to my head. And when you take that drug, it goes to your head. Is that how it works? No. Your assignment is just to take that drug. Within itself, that drug has the capacity to find out where the problem is and deal with the problem. Amen. That's how the anointing works. All you just need to do is expose yourself to the word of God. Psalm 107 and verse 20. Scripture says that he has sent forth his word. And his word has the assignment to heal them and deliver them from their destruction. So all you need to do is expose yourself to the word of God. Be receptive. And as the anointing goes into you, as the power of God touches you, he scans everything in your life that does not look like the counsel of God. And he begins to realign every single thing until your life becomes like what God's word says. Amen. Praise God. So, if you are trusting God for healing this morning, you are trusting God for a touch, I just want you to open your heart. Don't be distracted. Have expectations in your heart. Let your expectations be heightened. It is on the strength of this revelation that we have expectation. Because we know whenever we listen to God's word, whenever the word of God is being sent, there is no how. It must heal. It must deliver. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, so let's go straight into the word of God. Pastor has started a very powerful series, and I believe we have been getting blessed by all the series, all the teachings, line upon line, precept upon precept. By the help of the Holy Spirit, I just have the assignment to add um, very little to what Pastor has been teaching us, profound points that have been made. And it is my desire that 
every single one of us will experience a massive and dramatic shift this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. Enjoying multiplied grace and peace. Part 4. Let's take our anchor scripture, 2 Peter 1 and verse 2. Give me in the message translation, give me in NLT, and give me in KJV. Let's start with message, 2 Peter 1 and verse 2. Can we read together? One to go. Grace and peace to you many times over as you deepen in your experience with God and Jesus our master. NLT. Thank you, Jesus. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. KJV now. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Let me start, let me just give us two definitions of grace and we press for that. Number one, the first definition of grace I have in my note is this. Grace is the name given to anything only God can give. Grace is the name. For those of us that are writing, please write. Grace is the name given to anything only God can give. John 3.16 hmm. Thank you, Jesus. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God gave us his son Jesus and Jesus is the person of grace. Are we following what I'm saying? Jesus is the person of grace. So from this scripture we understand that God gave us Jesus. God has given us the person of what? Of grace. Hmm. Let's continue. Second definition. Grace refers to all spiritual blessings. Grace refers to all spiritual blessings that are available to the believer. Grace refers to all spiritual blessings that are available to the believer that can only be accessed through Christ. Grace refers to all spiritual blessings that are available to the believer that can only be accessed through Christ. I will explain this in the later part of my message. Now, let's have our points to note. Just write these points to note. Number one, like pastor has been saying, grace has dimensions. Grace has dimensions. Second Corinthians 9 chapter 8, Trinity Passion Translation, TPT. My 
My spirit is excited this morning. Oh. Second Corinthians 9 and verse 8. TPT, Trinity Passion Translation. You don't have it. Wow. Please, can you bring my phone? Just hold on while I pull up this. I want us to. Please, if there's anyone that has, please, can you find it out for me? All right, thank you very much. Second Corinthians 9 and verse 8. I wish we had it. I want us to see something together. But I will explain from here. It says, just listen. It says, yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace. So that you will have more than enough of everything. Let me read it again. Yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace. So, if scripture says every form, it means there are dimensions. Yes or no? That means it's not just only one. Right? So, God is able to overwhelm us with every form of grace. Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. Please, I'll need your phone again. Just hold on here. Luke 2 and verse 52. Luke 2, 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom. Oh, sorry. That's, that's for the next point. Sorry. 2 Peter 1 and verse 2. My apologies, please. 2 Peter 1 and verse 2. 2 Peter 1 and verse 2. Grace and peace. Can we have in the NLT? Do you have NLT translation? NLT. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus Christ. So we just established that grace has dimensions. Amen? Praise God. Now, the second point to note now, grace can be multiplied. 2 Peter 3, 17 to 18. Let me have that TPT translation again. 2 Peter 3, 17 to 18. Alright, let me read now. As for you, divinely loved ones, since you are forewarned of these things, be careful that you are not led astray by the error of the lawless and lose your firm grip on the truth. 
verse 18 says, but continue to grow and increase in God's grace and intimacy. I want us to note those two words, grace and intimacy. Let me read it again. But continue to grow in and increase in God's grace and intimacy with our Lord and Savior. So from this scripture, we understand again that grace can be multiplied. Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. Luke 2, 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. Remember our definition of grace. All spiritual blessings that come from God. Right? So Jesus increased in wisdom, a spiritual blessing, and stature, and in favor with God and with man. So I wrote here in my notes, in other words, dimensions of grace can be multiplied. We have established that grace is in dimensions. And we established that grace can be multiplied. So we are now saying that those dimensions of grace, those forms of grace that we have read, can be multiplied. I wrote here that the fact that scripture says we should grow in grace tells us that grace is in dimensions and not everyone is operating on the same level of grace. Hmm. I'm going to do an illustration now and you understand what I'm talking about. Can I have six, six people Six guys, six guys. Can you just come to the stage? Six guys, six. Any six at all? Any six at all? Six. One, two, three, four. I need two more. All right. Can we stand here? Six. Spread out the displays. All right. John chapter 1 and verse 16. Give me the amplified. Please just stay with me. John chapter 1 and verse 16. For out of his fullness we have received and all had a share and we were all supplied with one grace after another and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favor upon favor and gifts upon gifts. So from this scripture we understand that grace, this scripture is explaining what grace is now. Grace upon grace is now explaining what that grace now means. Spiritual blessing upon what? Spiritual blessing. So let's call this guy spiritual blessing one okay let's call him favor let's call you spiritual blessing grace for favor let's call this guy spiritual blessing two because they are spiritual blessings am i right so let's call this spiritual blessing two let's call this spiritual blessing three this guy is the grace for speed Let's call this guy spiritual blessing three, wisdom. 
Let's call this guy spiritual blessing four. Wealth and abundance in the kingdom. And let's call this guy spiritual blessing five. Um, influence, the grace for influence. Come. Stand here. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Let's look at this thing together. If you pay attention to this thing, I believe on the strength of God's word that your life will change. Ephesians 1 and verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Stop. God has blessed every believer with spiritual blessings. But these spiritual blessings are only found somewhere. You can't find these spiritual blessings just anywhere. So, God our Father, our Lord Jesus, has blessed us with spiritual blessings. But the thing here is this. Those blessings are resided where? In Christ. Let's use this man as Christ, as Jesus. So, if you are a believer this morning listening to me, I believe you have met Jesus. You have made him the pers your personal Lord and Savior. You have all these spiritual blessings that are available to you. All these blessings are available to you. But they are in Christ. So, if we say that we have these spiritual blessings in Christ, how come many of us still don't seem to experience or walk in the experience of this grace in reality? We call this favor, the grace for favor. We call this speed. We call this wisdom. We call this wealth and abundance. We call this influence. All of these things are still Christ, but there are dimensions in Christ. Are we following what I'm saying? You know, we established that grace is in dimensions. So I'm trying to explain the dimensions we have now. Give me another scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. Trying to work with time. Second Corinthians 9 and verse 8. Give me KJV. Thank you. And God is able to make all grace. So if scripture says all grace, it means there is something called some graces. God is able to make all of these graces abound towards you. That she always having sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Can you spread out, everyone? Spread out. Spread out, spread out. Spread. So, these are spiritual blessings in Christ. I'm in Christ Jesus. So, I have access to these spiritual blessings. And this scripture is telling us now. And God is able to make. When I quote this scripture, all of you come together and hold me. Do you get the point now? Let's try. One, two, go. And God is able to make, come together now, everybody, hold me. All grace, hold me, abound towards you, that ye always having all sufficiency. Hold on. 
So if you don't have all sufficiency in your life, it's a reflection that you don't have all grace working in your life now. Are you following what I'm saying? Hmm. Please don't get me wrong. You are a believer in Christ. This these are possibilities in Christ Jesus. And he's still telling us that God is able to make all these spiritual blessings abound towards you. And the goal for these graces to abound in your life is that you have sufficiency. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. So if your life continues to reflect, continues to show you that there is an area in this thing that is lacking, it's just telling you that there is something about Christ. There is something about the dimensions in Christ you have not yet accessed. You don't know yet. Let's do it again. Spread out. I hope this illustration will stay with you for the rest of your life. And God is able to make, come on now, everybody, hold me. All grace abound towards you. So that you have sufficiency in all things, all areas of your life. The graces are more than this. I'm just using this for an example. There is also the grace for increase. That was the grace that came upon five loaves and two fishes. All of these things are dimensions in Christ. But question, how many of these graces are at work now, currently in your life? And I'll show you from scripture. There is, there is a system that coordinates all these graces to the life of a believer. There is something to do. Salvation is a gift. God shows us. Coming to Christ is a gift. You do not have to work for it. But listen to me, there are dimensions in Christ that you will still not capture in your life until you engage a system. I'm going to show you now. Hold me, everybody. So when these graces are at work in your life, your results are predictable. So it means everywhere I'm going to, in Ibadan, in Lagos, in Nigeria, abroad, everybody follow me. These graces are following me everywhere. When the need arises for favor in my life, this grace speaks immediately. Where is speed? Who is speed here? As far as my life is concerned, there is no longer delay. I have no business with delay again because I have, I have intercourse with the spirit. Through Jesus Christ, the grace for speed is now at work in my life. Everywhere I get to, there must be speed. Nothing like delay. What's your own now? Wisdom. So, I might have favor. I might have speed. I might have wealth and abundance. I might have influence. If I don't have the wisdom to manage these graces, they will not stay. You need the wisdom of God to manage all these graces and to ensure that they have a replicable effect in your life consistently. So everywhere you go, if you are moving like this, 
your results are predictable. You are not shadow boxing. You are not guessing your way through life. You are sure on that God that your results are predictable. So this is what happened between Abraham and Lot. Because the destiny of a place is not in how green, how water the garden is. It is in the quality of the people that stay in that place. I will say it again. The destiny of a land is not in how green, how, how beautiful the place is. It is in the quality of people that go to that place. If you put a man with all these graces in a desert, it's only a matter of time. That desert will turn to a fruitful field and that fruitful field will turn to a forest. Give me Hebrews 4.16. Let me rush. Thank you, Jesus. So scripture says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Listen, guys. When you need help, when you are in need, what you need is not money. What you need is not a job. Listen very carefully. What you need is grace. Find grace to help. It is grace that sponsors help. It is grace that coordinates money. It is grace that coordinates job to your space. You don't begin to use your physical energy to outsource money, outsource job, outsource this. Once you have this grace, the word make there means to coordinate. All everything you need, all the blessings you need for life, everything gravitates towards your space because of the presence of these graces. So Abraham and Lot, Abraham told Lot, we cannot be having strife like this. Can you look for it? Genesis, I think I'm chapter 12 or so. Can't remember now. Let me look for it. It says we cannot continue to have strife. So look for yourself. Look for a place where you can go. I will also look for a place I can go. If I were Lot, I would have been scared and I would have begged Abraham, please just choose for me. But you know what Lord did? He was looking at the outward appearance. He began to look at the well-watered garden. Scripture says that Lord, he considered, he beheld the grass that was green and he went there. Not knowing that it is not about the physical look or appearance of things or places. If you get to any territory, I say to you on this earth, any planet you get to, I see any planet, any place you get to on this earth, I guarantee you, if you have all of these graces in your life, there is no how. You will have all sufficiency in all things, regardless of how barren that land is. Hallelujah. Are we getting blessed? Let's check that scripture again. Hebrews 4.16. Hebrews 4.16. Let us come boldly unto the throne of grace. We are coming back to that scripture, to that part. That we may obtain mercy and find grace to help. So what really helps a man? Is it money? What really helps you? It's grace. It's grace. 
And if you don't have it, you don't have it. There's no point explaining. See, we need to be sincere with ourselves as believers. Be sincere with yourself. When something is not working in your life, you should ask questions and go and press for, go to God's word and press for knowledge. Why are these things not working in my life now? Although they are spiritual blessings in Christ and I'm in Christ, yet I'm not experiencing these graces. There is something to be done. So salvation is a gift. When you come to Christ, these are possibilities. But there is a system to transport these possibilities to become your experience. So, 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2 now tells us that God, that these graces can be multiplied. Favor can be multiplied. Wisdom, speed can be multiplied. Wisdom can be multiplied. The grace for wealth and abundance can be multiplied. Influence can be multiplied. That's what that scripture is saying. So some of us have these graces at work. But scripture is saying there's another level where you begin to experience a double multiplier effect of these graces. I'm going to pray shortly. But before we do that, I want to quickly say this. How grace and peace is multiplied in your life. Let's check that out very quickly. We have very limited time. How do you position yourself for multiplication of these graces? Second Peter 1 and verse 2 again. Message translation. Everybody hold me. So, this is a believer in Christ. Has all these graces in his life. The Bible guarantees us that that man will surely have all sufficiency in all things. When the Bible says that you will learn to nations, do you know what he's talking about? Do you know the burdens of nations? You think it's two million, three million. The Bible says it clearly: you will let you you will learn to nations. That is our promise. That is our heritage in Christ. That nations will come and be asking you for money. Please give us this. That kind of money, you don't get it by Yahoo. There has to be a grace that sponsors it. I'm saying this because many of us just think, once you come into Christ, automatically these things begin to happen. No. It's clear from scripture now. I will show you. Second Peter 1 and verse 2. Grace and peace to you many times over. All of these graces many times over. But it is as you deepen your experience with God. A possibility exists for every believer in Christ to walk in all of these graces and more. Because there are many more. But your walking in these graces is dependent on something. And this scripture reveals to us, as Pastor taught us last week, it is as you deepen your experience with God. 
In other words, you will not enjoy multiply grace and peace just casually sitting down and hoping that someday something will drop on you. No. It is a conscious effort to deepen your experience with God. I'm going to stay on this path and we'll begin to pray. So Hebrews 4.16 again says, let us come boldly to the throne. Where is grace giving the throne? Where do we experience multiplied grace and peace? The throne. If scripture says you should come, it means leave your comfort zone. Stand up and come boldly. That is where grace is. That's where you receive grace. It is as you deepen your experience with God. This is a part that many of us don't like to hear, but I'll keep saying it. I'll keep saying it. As God grants me the privilege, till Jesus comes, I'll keep saying this. There are many things that will be, your life will be barren of. Your life will be short of many things until you begin to engage some things. But I bless the name of the Lord because everyone in this place is receiving the grace and the strength to deepen their experience with God and to access all of these possibilities in Christ. Listen, your life will be very hard if these things are not at work. Very hard. And it is the desire of the Holy Spirit, it is the desire of pastor, it is my desire that every single one in this house has all sufficiency. Give me Isaiah 37 and verse 31. Isaiah 37 and 31. And the remnant that is escaped of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. That talks about deepening, taking root downward. It talks about deepening your experience. When you plant a seed into the ground, a sign that the the roots are touched where there's nourishment is that you begin to see fruits. Are you following what I'm saying? It is impossible to say you have intimacy with God and there are no results in your life. It's impossible. Very impossible. This scripture tells us when you take root downward, it is sure. For a surety, there will be fruits. There will be results. But those results come on the strength of your desire to deepen your experience with God. The signs of intimacy are shown by its results. So in other words, a tree does not have to be shouting, come, come, I've touched nourishment, my root has gone down. No. This tree does not have to make noise. When you see a tree, does the tree call you? What calls you in the tree? It's fruits. 
So your fruits and your results in this kingdom is a sign that you are on the throne. You are at the throne. Give me John chapter 3 and verse 2. Message translation. Please don't forget this. It is as you deepen your experience with God that grace and peace is multiplied. The reason why peace also must be multiplied with these graces is because the responsibilities that come with hosting all of these graces, you need peace to garrison your heart. You need the peace of God with all of these graces in your life. You need the peace also to be multiplied. As these graces are being multiplied, peace also is being multiplied. That's the meaning of that scripture. Late one night, he visited Jesus and said, Rabbi, we all know, forget about all the, all the discussions we have been having in the daytime. All the, forget about, we all know that you are a teacher straight from God. And no one could do all the God pointing. So your results are pointing people to Jesus. God revealing your fruits are calling people. There is a, there is a God that can give you this thing you are looking for. You don't begin to run around. That's what that scripture is saying. God pointing. Your results are pointing people to Jesus. God revealing. Act you do if God weren't in on it. So who ensures your results? Who ensures your fruits in this kingdom? How are fruits being birthed? How does fruit come? By deepening your experience. The sacrifice of prayer, the sacrifice of studying God's word, the sacrifice of fasting. There are people who, the, the kind of, the blood dripping on their altar, it has made God to have a covenant with them that no matter where they get to, these graces must speak in their life. Psalm 50 and verse 5, I think it is. Give me Psalm 50 and verse 5. Round up my saints who swore on the Bible their loyalty to me. No, give me KJV. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Some things in this kingdom is a gift, like salvation is a gift, but there are some things that are rewards. Some things are rewards. You are being rewarded for it. Sacrifice. You pray in the morning. You pray in the afternoon. You pray in the night. You study. You give yourself to prayer. You give yourself to the things of the spirit. And like a man knows his wife in secret, no matter how she tries to wear big clothes to cover the pregnancy, there is no how. Science will begin to tell you that something has been happening where? In the secret place. Do you understand what I just said? In other words, a woman does not have to tell you, I've been knowing my husband in secret. No. Signs are going to show. You will begin to see it on an outward appearance. That's what intimacy does to you. You can never truly be intimate with God and your life will not show for it. It's not possible. This little time I've walked with God, the things I've seen, 
on the strength of the things God has shown me, I can safely say with boldness in my heart, it is impossible for you to have intimacy with God and there are no results in your life. In other words, one year in the faith, coming to a Bible-believing church like this, and nothing is changing your life, there's something wrong. You deepen your experience with God by coming to church on Sunday, by coming for Bible study, your personal prayer time. That's how you deepen your experience with God. Please, you can go back to your seat. We're about to pray. Can we celebrate them? That is how you deepen your experience with God. As you come before the throne of grace and you begin to seek him and you begin to give yourself to Jesus. By the time these graces begin to work, you will not even know the day it came upon you. Because your life is consistently on that throne, dear. You just begin to see results happening. So you can come for a Sunday service like this, coming to deepen your experience with God, being taught the ways of God, and you go back and your results begin to change. It's a sign that something has come upon you that you've not come here with. That illustration I just showed you, it, what's that song? I get, I get back in me. I know they walk alone. I walk with God the Father, walk with God the Son. You know that song? I get back in me. I know they walk alone. You saw the illustration I just did. You don't walk alone. You don't walk alone. Stop disturbing people. Stop knocking. Oh, see, listen, listen. All these things we some of us do, posting your account number and your status, hey, can you help me? This and this and this and this. Help a brother. All of those things are not necessary. When these graces are at work in your life, it will compel everyone. You don't have to call them. The graces are the ones responsible for making that demand. Our results show those things that are lacking in our lives. Our results is a reflection of the graces, of the dimensions of God we have not entered into. And listen to me as we begin to pray. As you begin to pray, listen. There is somebody or there is someone that Jesus has sent to us to help us in our work. Give me John chapter 15 and verse 26. Amplified. But when the comforter, counselor, helper, stop there. The reason why 
you get tired easily. The reason why there is no desire, whenever you even want to do it, you don't, you don't, you are not consistent to it, is because you are doing it without the helper. If Jesus says it is expedient that I go and this Holy Spirit comes, don't you think it is important for us to pay our rapt attention to this Holy Spirit? Let me tell you the truth. You can never live a Christian life with the energy of the flesh. Never. Never, ever, ever. That's why he sent us the Holy Ghost. Prayer will continue to be hard until you allow the Holy Ghost. Studying of God's word will be boring to you consistently until you allow the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that he is the author of scripture. You are reading scripture, you are falling asleep. It's because you are reading it alone. You have not given your life your life to the Holy Spirit unrestrained access. You have not given the Holy Spirit unrestrained access into your life. That's why some things are still hard. I can guarantee you this. It is the Holy Ghost that makes this thing easy for us. Who strengthens you when you wake up 1 a.m. in the night to pray? Who do you think strengthened Jesus when he prayed all night? You think it was just a desire? You think it was because of the locust and wild honey he was eating? It was the Holy Ghost that was strengthening him to do all of those things he did. And Jesus grew because he stayed. Jesus grew in wisdom. Because he stayed. He gave himself to prayer all night. Gave himself to reading the scroll. He grew. As he, as he engaged that system of communion. He grew. Let's stand to our feet. Listen to me, everyone. For many of us, we need to stop everything we are doing and find the Holy Ghost. We need to stop all these prayer points we are praying everywhere and let us stay with God. This is how graces are multiplied. Stop all these prayer points we are praying Give me this. Stay with the Holy Ghost first. Give your life one month. Get scriptures on the Holy Ghost. Get books. And stay with the Holy Ghost for one month. Lock yourself. 2023 is going. December will come again. What are the results you look back in your life all through the year and say this and this and this and this. By my God, I have done this. Our lives will continue to move the same way until we take a U-turn. Until we settle down with the Holy Ghost. He's the one that helps us to take roots downward. Do you know what it means to fast? 
to keep your body without food for 40 days. For some of us, we can't even stay till 12. We will break the fast. Do you know what it means for Jesus to fast 40 days? There was another agency through him. It is clear that there was another agency working in him. There was another agency. It's not the flesh. That great destiny you are looking at, you cannot arrive that way. The way you are doing, the way you are moving in the flesh, you cannot get there that way. You need the Holy Ghost. He's helper. Our results continue to show that there is something about him we do not know. Somebody calls you today, I will give you the job tomorrow. And by tomorrow, the person tells you, I'm sorry. What is that? What is that? Are you not angry enough? How many years have you been in the faith? And yet, there are still some possibilities that are not yet at work in your life. You should be angry. It doesn't take this much time, people of God. It doesn't take this much time. For nations to be blessed by you, it doesn't take this much time. There are sacrifices you must make. It is the Holy Ghost that will help you. There are some things you don't pray away. You don't pray it away. You pray for the grace to drink it. You pray for the grace to drink that cup. That's what Jesus prayed for. Let this cup be taken over me. Nevertheless, your will. Right now, we are going to be praying. Find your corner. Find your corner and just stay. If you think this message does not concern you, no problem. Keep looking at us. Whatever posture you want to take now, in the next few minutes, we want to pray. God has sent the helper. Why are you doing this thing alone? Why are you going on this journey alone? Some of us are still looking at me. Choir, please come and help me on stage. Can you lift your voice and pray? It's, something, it's just as simple as Holy Spirit, help me. It's as simple as that. Man, take Kuba Raba Shata Balagadia. If you want to kneel, you can kneel. This journey was not designed for you to go alone, it was never designed that way. Man, Taba Shaba Rada Baka Bata Badabash. Mante is your helper. He is your straightener. It is because he is with you, you will not be tired on the journey. It is because he is with you, you can reach the end. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. Because the Holy Ghost is there. Lift your voice everywhere and cry. Holy Spirit, help me. It is clear you don't know him. Be sincere. Holy Ghost, help me. 
It is when the spirit is poured out that your desert can be turned to a fruitful field. You cannot walk this path by yourself. You need the Holy Ghost. Come on, come on. Let your voice rise now. Let it rise now everywhere. Make sure you are not silent. The Holy Ghost is strengthening you now. He's strengthening you now. He's strengthening you now. Come on, come on, pray. Some of you feel the strength of God come upon you. That's the Holy Ghost. He's been waiting for you now. Now we have found you. Allow him into your life. I give you unrestrained access into my life. Precious Holy Spirit. I give you unrestrained access. Access, access. The Holy Ghost will not pass into your life. You need to give him access. The Holy Ghost will not pass into your life. Come on, come on. Few more minutes. If you are disappointing some of you now, you can feel him touch you. He's been waiting for you. Baka, ete, je, divina. Atabaraka, dagatia, kabasata. Akataka, tuka, baka, tika, tuka. Akadeko, tuku, tuka, kakasata, tika, tata, kata, kata. Apapope, lumotope, sube, laita. Manta, shapa, lebo, rua. Few more minutes, join the Holy Ghost everywhere. Come on, come on, come on, come on. It's already strengthening some of you now. I feel the power of God so strong here. The anointing of the Spirit is so strong. God is here. Come on now. My God. My God. Holy Spirit. Help me, Holy Spirit. Help me, Lord. You are the helper. You are the strengthener. Strengthen me. Help me, Jesus. I feel the power of God so strong. We begin to minister to the sick now. Come on, pray. Holy Ghost, have your way in this place. Touch everyone that needs to be touched. Touch everyone that needs to be touched now. Help me, help me. 
of our time let the communion elements be prepared right now I want to minister to the sick if you have an infirmity in your body you're trusting God for someone you want um, the power of God to solve a matter it's it's not about us it's not about me it's about Jesus and Jesus is in this place right now I can tell you that for sure whatever it is you are in need of whatever it is you are in need of it is in the house so I want to minister to the sick now. There's anyone trusting God for healing? We're going to have results here and now. Because Jesus is here. It doesn't take a long time. So if you are having some infirmities in your body and you want to be prayed for, please just step out. Just for a few minutes. I won't be laying hands. The Lord will be the one to touch. Very quickly, very quickly. We need to wrap up this service. It's a communion service. God cannot be in this place and you will come and go back with sickness. Do you know what Mount Zion is? Where God stays. He sent forth his word. That word being the logos of God. Jesus. 
and he's here. I want you to have expectations right now. All kinds of things are happening. There is healing in the house now as I speak. Just lay hold on it. Whatever the case is, terminal case, I don't care what the case is. Jesus is enough. Grace is all you need. And that grace is in the house, the person of Jesus. The rest of us in the congregation can have our seats, but let's be interceding right now. Everyone in front begin to confront that mountain. Talk to that mountain. Speak to it. Speak to it now, whatever it is. If it's a pain, if it's a growth, if it is somewhere you can touch, touch. If you cannot touch that place, just put your hand on your chest. Everyone. Jesus said, you will say to that mountain, be that removed. Speak to that mountain and tell it to be removed now. You are not begging it. Command it to be removed. What is it doing in your body? Enough of that threat of death. You will die soon. You will die young. From where? Take charge right now and speak to that mountain. Everyone please intercede with them. If you have faith in your heart, you will say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. Please, everyone intercede for them. They are our brothers and our sisters. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. I don't care how long it has been. Pain disappear, growth disappear, dissipate and dematerialize. Now, not tomorrow, now, as you are saying it. It must obey. What, why are you paying for what Christ has paid for? Christ has paid for it. You don't have to have it. Speak to it and tell it to get out. Speak to that mountain now. And as you are doing that, begin to check yourself. Where there was pain before, do what you could not do before. I don't have the instruction to lay hands. This is what the Lord wants me to do. So let's just work with that. Check, 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 check. Check, check and check and check and check again. And insist that it must leave. If you notice that there's any change, you can lift your hands now. If there's no change, don't lift your hands. We're not playing games here. We are serious. Do what you could not do before. And if you notice that there's any change, just lift your hand. Until then, continue to speak to it. I have one person already. 
We're not playing games. If it, is, if it has not left, don't say it has gone. The power of God is here. He will do his work by himself. Don't force it. Growth must disappear. It must burst. It must leave your body. If you notice any change now, just lift your hand so that we know. Insist, insist, insist. It must live. It's the power of God we are talking about here. Check yourself, check yourself. If you could not bend, bend. If you could not do what you could not do before. Check yourself now. Check yourself. I have one person now. A man like Elijah. We'll continue to check until it happens. Come on, come on, come on.